Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so thrilled to have you here with me today, and I'm super excited to talk about today's episode. We are talking about how to unstick what feels stuck. This process is an expansion process. We're obviously, as always, just going to dive right in, and I'm super excited to talk to you guys about this because... Being in a stuck period, believe me when I say this, I understand how shitty that can feel. I understand how awful it feels. I understand how stagnant that energy can get. And it feels like from the moment you get in that stuck period to when it ends, whether it's a week, a month, a year, however long it is, as soon as that energy sets in, it does feel like it's just never going to end. And it's rough. It's hard. It sucks. It's not fun. It's not pleasant. And the roughest part of it is, is that you don't know when it's going to end. And oftentimes you don't know how it's going to end. You don't know how you're going to get yourself out of that stagnant and stuck energy. Feeling stuck, like so much of what we've already talked about, is such a low vibe energy to exist in. It makes you feel like nothing you're doing is good enough and we become really hard on ourselves. We get really mean with ourselves and we push away sort of that vulnerability that we often have that pushes us to success. So that stuck energy, that stagnant energy, that energy of feeling like you have no direction to go in and really existing in a lack mentality is all that is being stuck. That is what the stuck energy is. But what if we, feeling stuck, that that energy, that notion, that emotion, that existence, what if that simply meant that we were in the process of a greater expansion? You see, I've been thinking about this over the last several weeks, given that I've felt really stuck in my own life. And I think I shared this with you guys last week, being that... Once I decided, it was really after my birthday when I went to New York in August for my birthday. So between August and now, right after I got back from that trip, I knew it was time to get my ass back to New York. And that idea had been ruminating in my head for a long time, but I had a fear along with that idea. When I left New York two and a half years ago, two-ish years ago, I was a completely different human being. I was a completely different version of myself that existed in such a small, demeaning way of the version that I knew I had the potential to be. And we've talked about this, obviously. You know, I I went through my transformation. I went through my realization. I went through the depths and the trenches of my healing journey. It's something that will never end. But even a part of me, after all of that, felt scared that if I went back to New York, the same energy I left New York in would still be the one that existed. I was scared that if I went to New York, it would hold all of this baggage and all of this worry and all of this distrust in myself that I wouldn't succeed. And I'll be very honest here. You know, I, I've, I've worked so much to heal a lot of my childhood trauma and a lot of just the baggage that I carry here. But I think my disdain for Florida and this place in particular where I live will always exist. I, and, and I don't feel the need to get over that because I know that I would never live here. I, I don't ever want to live here. You know, so I don't feel this 
underlying need to heal it because I'm about to leave, you know, and I've tried. I have healed a lot of the, you know, crap I feel around Florida and what it makes me feel and who, who honestly, I'll be very honest here. I don't like who I am here as much as I love, like love, love, love who I am in New York. I, I really do feel like I'm a different person. And I think that's because I carry a lot of baggage from high school and, you know, people I went to high school with and just kind of that iteration, which we all do. We all carry baggage. High school sucks. It's not the best time. Middle school sucks. Kids are awful. Kids are mean. And it's rough. You're going through like the most awkward phase of your life. You have no idea who you are. And we all carry just this harsh, weighted, weighted, weighted baggage in middle school and in high school. And I've told you guys before, I hated who I was in high school. I do not like that version of myself. I am not at all proud of that version of myself. However, I do look back at her and I have gratitude and compassion for her because without her, I wouldn't be who I am today, you know? So anyways, (laughs) long-winded conversation there. But anyways, the feeling of being stuck is what I've had now from August to here because Once I did get to New York, that fear I had evaporated into thin freaking air. I stepped foot in New York. Really, I actually landed at Newark, which is in Jersey. And when that cab got out of that tunnel going under the Hudson and and I got into Manhattan, I cannot describe the euphoric feeling I had of being back where I felt was home to me. New York is home. It is the city that I belong in. It's the city that I thrive in. And it's the place I love the most in the world. Granted, I haven't been everywhere in the world, but I don't think that would ever change. And immediately that fear just went away. I knew the moment that cab got into the city that that's where I belonged again. And I needed to get my ass back there. So since then, especially since I got home from that trip, you know, between August and now, I've had this stuck feeling because I didn't know how I was going to get back to New York. And, you know, I finally figured it out. Um, I, I, I started saving almost every penny I could. I started figuring out the finances, which, of course, was what I was most worried about. And I just started making a plan. You know, I just started figuring things out. I didn't give myself a deadline. But then once I started getting things figured out, I did set a deadline and that's when I really started to feel stuck because I told people at that point it was it was done like I told people I'm moving back to New York in January then I was like okay I'm here now which let's say it was like early November I think I told people to let's go with a week ago when I actually signed a lease that six weeks let's go with I have never felt so stuck in my life I have never felt like I've been sitting in a more awkward waiting period or waiting season or whatever you want to call it, where I was just like, what do I do with myself in, in this time? I had no idea which way was up. And I'll be honest with you, I'm still struggling with it because I am in now, now that I've signed a lease and I've got like packages arriving as I record this I just (laughs) you guys my couch just arrived (laughs) so I'm so unbelievably excited and honestly now it's not so much that I feel stuck it's really that I feel like I'm waiting for my life to begin like this is the next chapter of my life and I have never never in my life been so excited for something and 
that excitement is just it's waiting you know and there are little things that are happening that's exciting obviously my couch arriving we're packing I ordered a ton of furniture and you know it's just all of that's exciting but really what I'm waiting for what feels what does still feel stuck is my energy I have had such a hard time since I decided to move back to New York of rekindling this energy you know before it I was really happy here. I knew that I needed this time back in Florida with my family and to heal and, you know, to go through it. I knew that I needed that time and I was and I was healing and I I did go through it. But there came a point where I wasn't, I wasn't excited to sit at my desk anymore. I wasn't excited to work. I wasn't excited to put myself out there and try and sign new clients and record a podcast and do the things that I loved and I used to wake up so excited for I'm like I would wake up and be like holy shit this is my job like I get to do this every single day I don't have to report to anyone I don't have a boss like this is amazing and that excitement kind of died out for a while and you know I have a lot of ideas for New York I have a lot of new and exciting stuff that I'm going to announce once I get up there for the brand but it's been really hard to sit in this stuck sort of waiting energy. And after about nine minutes of introducing you guys to all of that, I want to talk to you guys about what this means because I've been coming to this realization on my own over the last couple of weeks, specifically over the last several days, because I've been working with new people. I've, I've been rekindling and creating new connections. And I think something that I'm so excited for in New York is honestly the connections that I have there. You know, I have a lot of amazing friends there. I have my best friend here and a couple other, you know, close friends, and I love them dearly. My best friend is one of the most important people in my life. But she, nor can my parents, nor can anyone here, change the energy that I have here. And, you know, despite the fact that I've had so much trauma happen here and et cetera, you know, all my baggage... I feel like that is going to be left behind here. And New York doesn't hold any of that for me. You know, I talked about healing my brother so much, but that happened here. And I've talked about healing the friendship that ended really badly in New York. And I don't feel like that baggage is going to come with me. I think that that feeling of stuck is just this application of Florida for me. So I've been realizing that I have to sort of just embrace the stuck. And I have to embrace this moment in my life because I have this gut feeling and everyone and everything, all of the signs have been telling me that this is true. Shit is going to hit the fan for me when I get into New York. When I move into my apartment, when I implement all of these amazing ideas I have, shit is really going to hit the fan for me. So I have realized that I think January and the holidays, and these last, let's just go with eight weeks in New York, or I'm sorry, in Florida for me, have been a period of rest. The universe has given me a period of rest that has felt like a stuck energy, because when I get to New York, there's no going to be rest. There's not going to be time for rest. There's not going to be time for down. It is going to be go, 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 balls to the walls, pedal to the metal, because I thrive on that energy. I've told you guys this before. I thrive on being busy. I thrive on knowing if I've got half an hour in my day, I better, you know, lay my head on that pillow and relax for a second. Or if I've got a half an hour extra later, I better read my book or watch a quick friends episode because I've got shit to do. And I think if you know 
I've talked about this actually with one of my clients because she said she was very similar. And the way she was describing it to me sounded kind of toxic. Like, okay, sweetie, that's great, but you need to rest. But I realized after working with her for a while and kind of understanding more of what she meant, I think that if you know you thrive on that energy and you still allow yourself time for rest, meditation, EFT, you know, the things that relax you, then, you know, you're good. That's balance for you. It doesn't have to be an equal balance, but that's balance for you. Whatever works, you know, and I truly, truly do thrive off that energy. And I've known that forever. And what's been the problem for me is that that hasn't been the energy the last several weeks. You know, I have worked so hard to consolidate my work schedule that I don't need five days in the week unless I have, you know, 10 clients that are taking up 10 hours of my work week for their phone calls. So I've realized that by working so hard and doing so well at my job to consolidate my schedule, I had all this extra time. And in that time, I was doing things that weren't serving me, you know, endlessly scrolling on TikTok or watching TV or reading. Well, you know, reading is always good for you, but doing things that weren't fulfilling my time in a way that I felt fulfilled at the end of the day. You know, I, I didn't walk away from the day always saying, wow, today was a productive day. I kicked ass today. No, that wasn't the vibe anymore. And it was really, really hurting me. So I started thinking this over and I was just like, okay, I cannot, I I just simply cannot be miserable the next three weeks before I move. I just, I have to embrace this time because like I've said before in several podcasts, you know, I know that I'm not going to get this time with my parents again. And I, I know that this is time to be valued as all time is. So I started thinking this of this idea, and I've heard this in different ways before, you know, on other podcasts or on other content that I've consumed, but what if the stuck feeling, what if the dull lull periods were really our subconscious expanding for us in a way that we weren't aware of, you know, this period of rest, what if it was a time for great expansion? And I, th- I think I realized this because... I think of the thought of working, you know, right here, right now, and it doesn't, I'll be very honest with you guys, it doesn't hold the same inspiration for me that it used to maybe four months ago. But then I also think about this desk, this placement, everything I have on this desk, sitting in an apartment in New York. (laughs) And I think about the new ideas I have and what I want to implement and what my life is going to look like there. And I can't even tell you how full my cup is with inspiration. And I was getting really mean with myself. I was getting really hard on myself. And that was really pissing me off in and of itself because I try and always have the utmost compassion for myself and knowing that whatever's happening underneath the surface is happening for a reason. And I just have to let it happen and embrace it as much as I can, identify the issues and work on them. As I've told you guys, this is this is what we have to do when we're living intentionally and living with mindfulness and purpose. And I was realizing that when I get really mean, when we get really mean or hard on ourselves and we're in this low vibe energy, it's because we think it's somehow our fault that we're no longer finding inspiration or finding the same energy that has changed. We're no longer feeling that inspiration or fulfillment we might have felt from whatever it was we're feeling stuck in now, be it your job or relationship and environment, etc. But we have to understand that specifically as people who live intentionally and live a more mindful and spiritual life, what we love, what we desire, those things will forever be evolving and changing. 
What I love today, I might not love five years from now. Who I love today might not be who I love five years from now. And I'll, I'll say I'm not in a relationship, but that's just true for anyone. We evolve as human beings. We change. And in that evolution, the things we love will change. And, you know, the things we hate may become the things that we love. I despised Brussels sprouts for forever. But as I've grown into more of an adult and my taste buds have changed, I now could eat Brussels sprouts for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We are constantly growing and evolving as human beings. And that naturally brings the things we love to change and the things we dedicate our time to. And I'll say this too, as we grow up, we, I think, with every day, we realize more and more how valuable our time is. And more and more, we're unwilling to sacrifice that time for shit we don't like. Like, why would you even bother? Why do we do that? Why do we sacrifice our time and our emotional stability for things and people we don't love? Why are you in a job that you hate? Why are you in a relationship that's no longer serving you? I'm calling you guys out because I'm calling myself out. Let's be real. I think that's why we're so hard on ourselves is because we're not ready or willing to admit that, hey, this might have changed for me and I'm not feeling the same spark of inspiration or the same spark of love that I used to feel two weeks ago, six months ago, whenever it was. That's okay. Let me be the first to tell you that's perfectly all right. You're going to change. And with that change, everything around you will change as well. And this is where I think a lot of guilt or regret can come in because we think we've put in so much effort or progress into something that to let it go just sounds stupid. It it sounds unheard of. Like how, why would I step out of this five-year relationship when I've already put in all this work? Sweetie, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. We have such a tendency to think that progress should be linear. So if we start it here, it ends on the same line five miles down the road. That's not the case at all. We grow in everything we do in every person we're with or meet or have a relationship with, be it intimate or a friendship or even familiar. I said familiar. I meant familial. Thank you. If we're not willing to let the things go that aren't serving us, the progress that you think you've made, that you think you will continue to make, be it linear, is going to end up going backwards. You're going to end up walking backwards in your progress. So, We have to understand, and believe me, I'm telling this to myself as I say it to you, that even when something feels hard to walk away from, be it because we're afraid to walk away from the progress and the time and the commitment we've put into whatever it is, we simply have to trust that everything we've learned from that moment in our lives, we will carry into the next moment. And that's really where I've come to be okay with this feeling stuck. Because I understand that Florida, for the last two years, has served such a beautiful and meaningful purpose in my life. And I would not, and I've said this to you guys before, I'm sorry I'm so repetitive on this podcast, but I I feel like I'm always driving the point home with the repetition. I could not be sitting here today talking to you guys like this and being repetitive without having come home, without having come and gone through this journey. Because... Despite the fact that I hated the idea of coming home. And I told you guys this. I felt like I was failing. Completely and utterly failing. I felt like all of that progress I had just made in that four years of college. And living in New York. Working Fashion Week. Working at Penguin Random House. Working all these amazing jobs. Meeting all these amazing people. 
dating. I mean, all of this wonderful experiences that I had in New York, I felt like I was throwing that in the trash and coming home was failing. I felt like none of it meant anything because it meant that I, I did all of that and I achieved all of that just to come home. How horrible does that sound? I was being so mean to myself, but my process of expansion has happened over the last two years. I've expanded into a person that I, I love. I'm obsessed with who I am. And I will happily say that because every single one of you should be nodding your head saying, yes, oh yeah, I'm totally obsessed with who I am too. I freaking love myself because that's the attitude we should all have. Why don't we? I'm getting a little off, top, off topic, but you know, that's for another day. So anyways, <laughs> I realize now, and even if it takes you forever, two years, five years, two months, whatever, to, to come to this realization, the stuck, the lull, the moments of seemingly failure but turn into triumph they all we all know that they happen for a reason we all know that those moments exist in our lives for a reason and that's where i'm at with right now i know that this moment of feeling stuck feeling stagnant feeling like the progress bar is no longer moving it's serving its purpose it's serving a much higher purpose in my life and I think we have a hard time realizing that because this time of expansion in a stuck lull period is so much different from the feeling of expansion when we succeed, right? You know, when we get a promotion, when we achieve something that's been on our dream list for forever, or when we fall in love, whatever it is for you, that expansion process is, it's immediate, it's obvious. You know that that success is you expanding. This process of expansion happening while we're in the stuck period, while we're in the lull periods, is the process of the expansion of our subconscious developing and changing to create new environments in which we thrive. You're creating new belief systems in this stuck period that allow you to thrive later when you're no longer feeling stuck. So in this process, the question, hear me out, listen, open up those ears, the question we shouldn't be asking ourselves is how can I get unstuck, but rather how can I find inspiration in the stuck? Let me say it louder for the people in the back. The question we should not be asking ourselves is how can I get unstuck, but rather how can I find inspiration in the stuck? Now, as much as that moment may obliviate all of our minds, because believe me, when I wrote it out, I was like, wow, why didn't I ask myself this question two months ago? However, it's okay. We're, we're getting there. We're all, we all make progress in our own time. I think to find inspiration in the stuck, we have to go back to what truly makes us happy. You don't have to work harder. You don't have to date more. You don't have to do whatever it is you think you're lacking in. Go back, return to the roots of what make you happy. Do a puzzle. Watch your favorite movie. Meditate every single day. Put your self-help and your personal development first before anything in the stuck period. I have found that as I've been feeling this stuck, the most stuck I felt, you know, in two years, I have been pushing myself to the brink in my routines. My morning routine is as developed as I think it could really ever get. I am pushing myself so hard in the gym. I am working my ass off in the ways that make me feel good. And I'm putting the business second. I am putting everything else second and putting myself first in these moments of stuck. I am allowing myself to enjoy TV time in the middle of the day because you know what? 
I'm not feeling inspired to do what I need to do for the business at the moment. Or I'm reading books that I normally wouldn't read. Or whatever it is, I am putting all of my personal development first and foremost. Because I think that we have a tendency to believe that we have a lot of rest time. Let's put sleep aside, the obvious rest. That's rest we all need. You know, let's say we each get seven hours of sleep. You work eight hours a day. So you're left with what? That's 15. You're left with nine hours in the day. You need to cook dinner. You need to shower. You maybe go to the gym. You do all this crap in those seven hours, right? And then we think, let's say, you know, after dinner, before bed, you watch three hours of TV. Yes, you're sitting on the couch. Yes, your mind is probably at rest unless you're watching like a serial killer documentary. Yes, you think you're resting. Are you really? You go to bed. You wake up. Are you tired? Do you feel rested? Do you feel like you had a chill day the day before? Or are you sitting in front of the TV watching your favorite TV show, Friends, of course, and your subconscious mind is still reeling over what's going on in your life? You're still thinking subconsciously about all of the crap you're worried about, all the things you're stressed about. Is that really rest? I'm going to go with no. We really do lack a lot of rest. And when we think of rest, we think of the obvious things. Let me go take a nap. Let me watch TV for three hours. Let me just chill on the couch and scroll through my phone. Those aren't rest. Things that are cause for rest that give you that causation to wake up the next day and say, damn, I feel really rested, are doing things that you love. Getting back to the roots of what makes you happy. So for me, that means reading personal development books. That means (laughs) coloring in my adult coloring book that means playing games with my parents I am a game fanatic I got my dad this amazing like glass acrylic I guess maybe it's not a whiteboard but it's like a whiteboard you know it's but it's glass and I for father's day I made this grid and it says LaRue game fam or LaRue family game wins And we put all of our favorite games and now we track them like crazy people because we're all very, I shouldn't say all, my mom would kill me. I'm sorry, let me correct myself. My dad and I are very competitive when when it comes to board games. So we track all of our wins, you know? And of course, since tracking them, my dad has been kicking butt. So that's annoying. But again, for another day. I go back to doing the things that make me feel happy. They don't necessarily have to actually be restful activities. If... You're athletic and going to the basketball court and shooting hoops for two hours makes you happy. Go do that. If going for a hike or going for a swim makes you happy, get your ass out and go do it. Now, I told you guys I was finding my authentic energy. So I'm hoping that you're liking this because I'm I'm being a, a bit more blunt than normal. But this is me. This is me, you know, trying to find my footing between who I am in person versus who I am as a coach and as a professional and as a business owner. But I think we're, I think we're at a good spot. I think we're, we're hitting home. And I really hope this is resonating with you guys and you're nodding your head and saying, damn, Lauren, you got it. You're right. (laughs) Because this stuff, these conversations that you and I have together, this is, it's just me and you, me and my mic, you on the other end, listening, nodding, saying yes. These conversations are really, really important. And you showing up today, clicking that play button, that means that you are aware of that. Now, you're hearing me. You're agreeing with me. The only thing that's up to you is to actually implement what I talk about and follow through with it. 
do what's best for you. So go home, pour yourself a glass of wine or whatever you enjoy, draw yourself a nice bubble bath, sit on the couch, close your eyes, meditate for five minutes, whatever you need to do, and then think about what truly makes you happy. It doesn't have to be an actual restful activity. What makes you happy that you could do for an hour or two, even three hours at the end of your day to go to bed and think about waking up the next day saying, damn, I am rested because I want to hear you guys say those things to me. I want to hear you guys say that after this podcast and I want you guys to message me and tell me, hey, I woke up this morning and said, damn, I feel rested because I have a tendency to feel really guilty when I'm not busy and I never feel like I'm doing enough. And then I look back at all the freaking work I've put into this business and all that I've learned and researched and implemented on my own. And I'm like, how the hell could I tell the past version of myself she wasn't working hard enough? How the hell do I have the balls to do that? Because frankly, that's just not true. I don't want us to feel guilty about taking the time out that lets us feel good about ourselves. And if that's a two-week period, if you need to go on vacation, book a freaking plane. Do what you got to do because I am choosing to embrace this, quote, stuck period, this lull period, because I honestly, fully, wholeheartedly, and confidently can tell you guys that in two weeks, my entire life is going to change and it is going to be balls to the walls for me. So my body and my subconscious are telling me, hey, take this time to chill because you're not going to have a lot of time for it after. And I'm okay with that. So think we've got a good repertoire going in this podcast. I think I'm ready to uh, leave you guys where I'm at. I hope this was <laughs> everything you hoped it was. I feel like this um, this podcast could really have the potential to be really popular. So my most downloaded podcasts, How to Hit the Reset Button, the Low and High Vibe Energy, and the Lack Mentality podcast. Those are my three most downloaded podcasts. And I'd really like to add this one to the list of those top four or five, because I think that we've really jam-packed this with a lot of information. And again, like I said a couple minutes ago, I feel like I really am stepping into my authentic energy in this podcast and in the blog and in my coaching specifically. So as you know, the coaching prices, like I said, are going to go up in February. I am filling up with coaching slots. I do want to work with all of you. So make sure you're booking those discovery calls. Make sure if you or if you know exactly what you want, book the coaching suite. I did just do a poll on my Instagram asking about what you guys wanted to see more in the coaching suite being offered specifically to the people who have thought about investing but haven't. So if you want to also let me know if you didn't get a chance to insert your opinion on that poll, please contact me via the contact page on the website or contact me via Instagram and let me know because I am adjusting the suite as the prices go up and I want to make sure that you are wholeheartedly confident in this investment. So reach out to me, book your discovery call, book your coaching suite. I love you all and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.